Welcome back to another episode of Kate and Isaiah Living Large. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Kate. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about mental health um, that goes along with the physical health that we have and just kind of the correlations that we sort of see with each other and our struggles with that kind of thing. Um, but before we get into that, obviously, we need to talk about life updates. What's new? What's the haps? Got anything you want to talk about? Well, no, but <laughs> no, but. But by the time this episode airs, I will have had my stand-up comedy debut. So I will assume that it has gone very well okay. and that everybody laughed. And you are like signed up for just for laughs. <laughs> yeah, I am, I'm, I'll own, sign the contract on my Netflix special. You got your own Netflix special, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I just assume that's going to be what happens after my five minutes that no, <laughs> no jokes are read. But you know, that's super fun. I, I've been to some no jokes bared. I, I really enjoy the those. Um, I like the comics that go there. I know. Uh, Matt, my buddy Matt, uh, usually does some. Uh, Arif does some. He's always super funny to watch. Um, so I'm probably going to try and make it out for that one. I know after, when this airs, it'll, it'll already, already have happened. So you know, I will or will not have been there. And that is, this is the Schrodinger's cat of did I go or not? You right. And know. you know what? Well, you will know because we'll talk about it in the following episode. That's true. Because That's I, true. I'm sure that I'll be riding that high or low <laughs> as, long, <laughs> as long as it takes. Oh my God, nobody laughed. It was horrible. I fell on my face. <laughs> Nobody likes me and I don't have any friends anymore. That'll be how it goes. Or I'm famous. There's only, it's going to be, it's only two options yeah. are going to be no middle ground. <laughs> oh, uh, excited for the Netflix special. Um, yeah. Uh, when are you recording your Netflix special? <laughs> well, I'm going to record it at the Imperial Theater in St. John, Nebraska. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Book it now. <laughs> November, 2024. Who's opening for you? Um. Uh. Uh. uh I don't know. Oh, you <laughs> Michelle, don't know. Michelle and Petite is opening for oh, me. Oh, perfect, perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh goodness, <laughs> good times. I have a. I am super excited that uh, you know we we have our buy coffee up for those of you who didn't listen last week or those of you who just need a little reminder. I know again, no pressure, no pressure. Um, but we do have our buy uh, buy me a coffee up. Uh, trying to raise some money to get that lovely mic um, so we can have our special guests on again. Like Mike. Like Mike. Uh, <laughs> everyone wants to be like Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, to have our special special guests on and our audio quality be supreme. Um, as well as, again, if you're looking, feeling super, super generous, our Amazon wish list is also in our link tree. Um, so if you're looking at maybe you want to get something else, there's always stuff there as well. But no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Again, this is this just is for the quality enjoyment of the podcast. <laughs> but we are, you know, fine with whatever. Yes. <laughs> like it's good. Even just liking and subscribing to YouTube uh, goes a long way. So. Share it. Share it on social media when yeah. it comes out. Like I'll judge you more if you don't do that. <laughs> but uh, I think we should just jump right into it. So let's let's talk a little bit about mental health. So you're you're the one that really wanted to talk about this topic. So uh, get us started. What, what, what's going on? So I, I kind of I teased this at the end of the last episode about my experience at Area 506, which overall we talked about how terrific the festival is, how terrific the festival is run, despite Isaiah thinking that there should be another tent. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, um, but while I was there, uh, an interesting thing happened to me. The first night was fine. Second night, I wasn't drinking. I had had a Red Bull and a Red Bull, which is not common for me, but I am a caffeine drinker. Like I drink a couple of coffees a day or whatever. Um, but I felt really kind of overwhelmed and overstimulated. And before, like 
midway through the second last act of the night, uh, maybe even before that, I started to get feel a full panic feeling. And I was there with a really dear friend of mine, Jocelyn, who I didn't. And she also she had traveled from Halifax to buy the tickets and I didn't want to hamper her enjoyment in, in any way. And we had already decided that we weren't staying for Billy Talent. So as soon as that set was over, I knew we could leave. And it was getting busier and busier. And the crowd started crowding around me. And I was just, and, but I had lots of space. Like there was no reason for it. And I got so overwhelmed and like, I was getting kind of almost short of breath, but I didn't want to let her know because I was worried that I would bother her. I, not that I would bother her. I knew I wouldn't bother her, but I want, I didn't want to hamper her enjoyment anyway until she looked up at me. She's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm having a panic attack. She's like, buddy, let's go. <laughs> like, It's fine. Let's get out of here. And I am trying to assess like why that happened. And I have a couple of theories. One, I think it's post. I think a lot of people are feeling different post pandemic because we went a couple of years where we yeah. really got used to having lots of space. Uh, the second thing is it was very loud and, this is again not a complaint. I went to a festival. I, you know, you expect loud music. This isn't anybody should have done anything differently. This is my own experience with that and what that means to me. And and it really, I found it troubling that that happened for a couple of reasons. One, it's never fun to have like a panic attack. No, anybody no. who's experienced that can tell you that is not a great time. Two, it made me question like kind of who I was because going to festivals and doing this kind of thing has been my thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so that was one thing that kind of spurred this issue. The second part of that is like, because personally, man, I'm on a monologue here. <laughs> Sorry, Isaiah. No, um, because I'm taking myself better, taking better care of myself physically as Yoda, apparently, um, <laughs> I find that I'm able to better bounce back from a mental health issue than I would have been one year ago or yeah. two years ago or whatnot. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this today. So first thing I will say is, so I've done therapy before and my therapist would say, if they are your friend, they're not, they're not going to be burdened by you. No, that is, that has always been my issue when that's my therapist says, you're not a burden to people, people pleasers. We are all, we are both clearly people pleasers <laughs> yeah. and people pleasers tend to feel like they are, don't want to be burdens on other people. And so we tend to hold our emotions to ourselves and, they come out in weird and crazy ways. Yep. <laughs> um, so have you ever had a panic attack before? Like, is this something you've had I, happened or I've had two that I can recall and they were years and years and years ago, okay. like more than a decade ago. Yeah. So, and so not a common not thing. A common for thing. Me. Is this your first big festival festival since COVID? Um, sort of. I, this was the first, Big festival that I didn't have anything to do with. I went to Dooryard right. last month, but Dooryard was is a little bit smaller than Five Hundred Six, but similar setup. Tent, you know, bar, like the whole thing is a similar setup. But I had a role there, right? And the other thing that I noticed too is the first night I had no issue. I was drinking. I was not drinking night two, and I was not drinking night three. And at Dooryard, I was generally drinking. So a part of me started to question you know, at any of these kinds of events, I would have been drinking at them mm. if the alcohol was what subdued me enough to kind of self-medicate through any kind of panic that I might've had even in the past. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get what you're saying. It definitely, 
I, I've definitely gone through through some mental health things through throughout COVID too. I'm the opposite though. Like we, we talked about this in the last one, right? Yeah. I am very much a want to be around people and COVID really affected me negatively because I had a hard time being cooped up and inside. And I think a lot of people went through that, right. uh, that kind of sense of what's going on. And I think that's kind of what's going on in, in general right now too, is that people are, now trying to discover who they are post pandemic. Um, I know we're, we're like kind of like what a year out, two years out now since one, one year yeah. since they've released all the maybe two. Was it last year was our first like non COVID uh, area year. six. Yeah. So I think we're probably close to two years. Um, so I think a lot of people now are just now tr- really discovering who, they are outside of what the pandemic has brought to them. Right. Um, Cause last year I feel like everyone just really was, it's kind of over, even though it's not actually over, no. um, but everyone felt like last year it's over and just wanted to do things. And I think this year is more of a now trying to discover who you actually are. Yeah. Last year, uh, just at any event, people were lapping up, even if there were events that they wouldn't have gotten a lot of traction before people just, wanted to see be out so badly even people who were introverted in some cases wanted to be out more and it was just like oh we can see people and yeah. touch people and like it's great whereas this is now we're kind of a year into the normalization of a post-covid not that covid is over we're not arguing yeah, that yeah. but <laughs> in a post-covid world post-covid restriction world um that it, there is a lot of like oh, who was i before what did I learn positively and negatively from being cooped up to use your terminology, Isaiah, because for me, I, that actually set me on a new track. I mean, I went through some bad stuff too, but like, um, I was talking to a friend earlier today about the kind of machine I was on a hamster wheel for lack of a better term. Pre pandemic, I was living an intense life in that, I was going to the gym every morning at 6.15 because I was on I was on a good path that way. But I was also staying at the bar every night till close. Yes. And working full time and then doing activities and doing all of the things that I do today. Um, but with the addition of a lot of alcohol yep. and a lot of late nights, which I've all but replaced for the most part through the week. I don't have those late nights anymore. It doesn't hurt me that big tide is closed now at 10 PM. So when my activities are ending at nine or nine 30, I'm not rushing there to spend another two or three hours at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally get that. And I think that my, me too, like well, actually I was having a, a conversation um, with the, I used to do cosplay. I still kind of want to do cosplay, but um, the cosplay world of everyone is also kind of changed that that whole community that i used to hang out with um because just like festivals um you know the cons were kind of limited and kind of downgraded and so the the community has changed a lot and people there's a lot of people that are just struggling now to try and find their place back in the community and whether they even want to jump back into it and not so that's always that's definitely, and I think that all leads into like uh, men, our mental mentality has kind of changed, and so I think that's a, a huge part of that for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
Now to loop this into our podcast general generalized topic. And I kind of mentioned this off the top too. What I do say is I had that rough patch last weekend and I went to the gym on Monday and I went to the gym. No, I didn't go to the gym on Monday. It was a holiday. (laughs) And I went to the gym the next day I could. Then I went to the gym again and then I went to the gym again. And, you know, I was cautious in what I was eating. And I had another little mental health setback a little later in the week unrelated, but I was much more able to recoup and not dwell and kind of feel from that. I think because one, I'm getting out some adrenaline working out and, and you know, that physical, all those endorphins are playing a happiness fun role as they should, but also I'm just much more confident yeah, I think well, that definitely like the, there's definitely confidence, right? Like uh, in, in that you're getting in shape and stuff. And then you're right, like the endorphins of going out and even just like getting some of that uh, anxiety out in a physical form uh, instead of uh, sitting around and stewing in it definitely yeah. is uh, definitely is helpful. And, and then I, there's something to be said about about physical, just physical health in general affecting your mental health, right? Yeah, it's, it's a huge it's a huge thing. Um, have you, then uh, this, you can choose to say this or not. Have you ever spoken to a therapist? Oh, yes. about therapy? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I had my first bit of therapy in the university because I had to, um, go to the counselor at school because I was late withdrawing from a course that I was failing and I was going to get an F if I didn't get some sort of mental health note to get me out of it. So that ended up being a blessing in disguise because when I was, I think I was in third year, And I ended up being diagnosed with depression and they put me on Prozac at the time. And then I found, and first couple counselors I went to through school were not great for me because finding a good counselor and finding a good psychologist is about fit. And I know they're few and far between. And once you get one, you feel like, oh, I've got to hold onto this for dear life because (laughs) there's no one else. But if for me, I have to have the right fit. And so I ended up, this guy ended up guest, I almost said guest conducting, guest, uh, instructing my one of my my health psychology class that year and i just loved the way he spoke in his kind of real time real talk kind of way and i looked him up and i ended up going to him for 10 sessions when i was like you know 19 or 20 or something like that and it helped me unlock a lot of stuff in myself and like it helped it went a long way and so i had been diagnosed with depression so i did some cognitive behavioral therapy related to that and then also discovered like how low my self-esteem had been because <laughs> of being bullied in school and things like that. No. And then also my weight and all those things that kind of pile on. And then had a couple of bouts since I haven't been on medication since not that there's a problem with it. I'd go back on medication in a heartbeat if I thought if, I've, yeah. and when I, and when I do need it again, I'll go on it again. There's no shame in that. Um, but I, and I most recently I went to therapy, uh, uh, to uh deal with a a situation in my home life my i ended up in a relationship that was uh, abusive over the pandemic i don't think i've talked about this in the podcast no we haven't yet um so that was a thing that happened to me and you know made me question a lot of things and i started going to therapy through that time because there the mental and physical abuse and helped a lot and then it also helped when i was leaving that relationship to question like why did this happen to me not that it's my fault, but there are some core personality traits that allow someone like that into my life. And I think it goes back to what Isaiah said off the top of the the episode is that if you are a people pleaser and you care about people and you're an empath, 
you kind of let people walk over you a little right. bit. Yeah. And not to say that's the only thing that happened. There, are, He also has a lot of trouble and he's a mentally unwell person who uh, self-medicates with alcohol. And I, I really, he's a person that I am concerned about, but have to have out of my life. Right. No. Um, wow, this I didn't Ooh, I didn't intend to talk you. about this. Ooh, super deep. Um, and you know, I, I hesitate to talk about this because he's a person that people know, and I won't name him or anything like yeah. that. But it was a very traumatic experience for me. And you know, there's someday if you ask me about him first, I'll tell you some of the nitty gritty if you're interested. But uh, <laughs> essentially, like any woman or any man who goes through a relationship like that, you start to question a lot of things. So therapy helped a lot through that time. And then I'll have no issue going back to therapy again. It's yeah. yeah, I just so I got to the end of a few of probably ten sessions, and I was like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did the that's so why I went through a therapist too while I was in uh, through through the pandemic, because um, like I said, I as an extrovert, uh, being stuck inside, um, definitely had a huge effect on my mental health, um, a whole lot of stuff. So. Uh, I just eventually like, I didn't feel like myself. So I eventually went and talked to a therapist and I wasn't going to the gym at that time either. Right. So I was, I, there was no outside forces there either. Right. Um, but I definitely highly recommend like, even if you just, even if you're just not feeling quite mentally, like if there's something there, uh, I highly recommend even just as for one session talking to someone, it's nice to have uh, a third party that is like, doesn't know you, doesn't know anyone else, and is just kind of like non-judgmental to tell you, yeah, you know, what's ne up. Somebody neutral who listens and then provides advice that is um, uh, academic advice, yeah. like that's academically proven to be successful. Not a bad thing. And yeah, if you, yeah. and there's a lot of great therapists out there. I mean, there is an, a barrier uh, for anybody who doesn't have benefits and things like that. Yes, that's and there are organizations that do help with that but so we recognize that this is coming from a place of privilege because <laughs> yeah, we both have em employers that will finance that sort of yeah, thing right, so right. no it definitely come from a little bit of place of privilege here but um i don't highly recommend it but yeah no i think mental health is definitely very much tied into physical health um we've talked about sort of like self-image before right and yeah that's a huge that has a huge part of just how you see yourself um can very much affect your, your mental health right like if you if you see yourself as unattractive or whatever you, you're gonna carry yourself a certain way and that can definitely affect your mental health for sure yeah and and i and i've said this before but i know that the minute i start tackling uh my physical health in any way uh my confidence level shifts overnight <laughs> my physical body hasn't changed a bit because you know i'm one week into this health and i'm working out i'm walking around like i'm a like a millionaire <laughs> and like i'm hot hot as shit but nothing has changed on the exterior <laughs> no but that's uh, the conf confidence is a huge thing right it yeah. is, and it definitely goes a long way with your mental health um I find I'm definitely more confident when I'm going to the gym and I've talked about it before. I'm more confident when I cut my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, don't like the way my hair looks and you know, and I'm definitely sure everyone has that thing that they, they don't like about themselves and they, if they could change it, they would definitely hope of course. to change it. And you know, even in the context of recording this podcast that we, we record 
secrets so we record every two weeks two episodes at a time oh. but i'm like i've been looking at myself in the camera as we do this so it looks like i'm looking at you um, and i've been like what is going on with this blonde patch here oh my god my hair needs to get done i look like a skunk like what is going on i think you should dye gray no do like a big gray patch no come on I think that's really cool that people do that and that are, people are embracing their gray, but I'm full gray <laughs> and I'm not ready to go there because right. personally, I feel like it would age me at least a decade and I <laughs> single and I don't want to be aged a decade. <laughs> so uh, going back to, to your, to your panic attacks, yeah. let's loop back into, so when you were having those, like, Again, we, we you didn't want to talk to your your friend about it because you want her to not to affect her time. So, what do you have an idea of what really drove that? Is it that you were surrounded by people, or uh, what drove me having the discomfort? I think had to do with the volume of the music, the umsa umsa umsa, and the just people were packing in around me a little bit and they weren't like nobody was invading my actual personal space, but it just felt uncomfortable. And I was like, it's too loud. It's too much. Uh, I can't, I can't do this. And I, in the moment couldn't even come up with the words to be like, help, <laughs> which is the word, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. But it was when she engaged me with conversation that I was like, I'm not good. <laughs> we, not good. And she's like, let's go back there. Yeah. Did you feel better once you got out of the crowd? Did that help a, or did you? It did a bit, but it wasn't until I, I had drove her. She was, she was visiting from Halifax and staying with another friend of ours in Rase. And I was again, sober. So it didn't fully dissipate until after I got to my car, drove her to Rase and was three quarters of the way back that my heart finally stopped pounding. It was bizarre. Like it was, and and it could have been related to the Red Bull caffeine too. Yeah. I mean, that's highly possible. I mean, again, we, you talked about the, in similar situations before you'd been drinking and this time you hadn't. So that might be an underlying thing as well. Right. The, the alcohol, the the old social lubricant. Yeah. The old social lubricant. Yeah. That can, that can definitely uh, affect the way you interact with people too. So yeah. Uh, I'll be interested uh, next time you go to a festival, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know that I'll rush to spend hundreds of dollars on tickets for, for fear of this happening again. Yeah. Um, and again, this is no fault of the festival. Oh, God, the no. festival is terrific. Like this is no, I, in no way am I saying this, like going sucks because it's not, <laughs> no, not at all the case. No, it's fantastic. No, I, uh, yeah, we definitely, that'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm interested. That's for science. Yeah, for science. For science. For science, we'll do it. For, <laughs> for science, Isaiah will somehow find I a free ticket for tickets. me. Because that's how Isaiah rolls. For science. Yeah. I don't even know what the next festival is. There's got to be one coming. There's got to be one. You know, Harvest. If you get tickets for Harvest, that'd be cool. Harvest. Somebody want to give hey, us tickets to Harvest? Out, shout out Harvest. <laughs> uh, maybe well, a, science. You science, know, for science, we for need science, to know. For science, we need to know. know. And uh, a hotel room in, in Fredericton. Yes, uh, yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, if we're gonna go as as media guests, I think uh, yeah. else put we're we're asking for a whole lot here to. Yeah, to we're, and get we're mostly tickets. joking. <laughs> mostly, Mo- mostly. 
uh yeah i think that's i think that we should wrap it up here yeah um you know maybe someone would like to buy us a coffee that would <laughs> yeah if you do if you don't okay no problem but if you yes. want to buy us a coffee so we can get a new microphone so we can get more guests and have better sound quality when we have guests in it'd be a better experience for you the listener better experience for isaiah editing and really no change for me <laughs> <laughs> but uh where can people find you on the internet uh, people can find us at Kate and Isaiah Living Large on Facebook. They can find me at Caitlin Dean on Facebook, the Caitlin Dean on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, at Kate D or Kated on Instagram, and at Fat Caitlin on TikTok. I put a new TikTok up for the first time in Wee. ages, like, weeks ago. Now that you've heard this, <laughs> hopefully I will have done another one before now. Before then. Maybe. <laughs> and where do, where can people find you, and Isaiah? Of course, I am at Maritime Brews on all the social medias. Um, and that's bruise like beer, not bruise like punch. Yeah, yeah. bruise as in maritime bruise. We brew the beer. Um, I'm sure I'll have like some more new stuff up uh, at this point. Uh, I've been kind of slacking on getting my TikToks up. It's been summer, so yeah. uh, I've been taking a hiatus, but I'm going to start get, gotta get that back up. But, uh, and don't forget to like, oh, follow, and share on YouTube. Yes, like, follow, share, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, make sure you get those notifications that we've posted. Um, but until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.